welcome to I Am Not Okay With Day. I am your host, Day. How are y'all doing today? How are y'all doing? I hope that everybody is doing well. If you're not, I hope that you're going to be able to be better after you listen to this. I hope that y'all are in a good place. Let me know in the comments below. Look, now I can say that because we're on the YouTube. <laughs> but I really do want to be able to interact with y'all. And we do have our Facebook page, as I said, and our Facebook group. Um, but we also have YouTube and we have the comment section and we can talk and we can um, continue to build our community. So let me know, y'all, how are you doing today? I'm feeling really good and I'm excited to talk to you all about that today. Um, the topic for today I think is very, very important and it's something that I don't feel like we talk about enough. So I'm very excited to dive right in and talk about all these things. But first, y'all already know what we do here. We're getting into our some type away segment. So Y'all, if you haven't been following me on social media, which once again, what are you doing if you're not doing that at I'm not okay pod on Instagram? Okay, I'm not okay with day Facebook page. Come on, guys, get on it. <laughs> Anyways, I posted last week that I went to a getaway, a solo vacation, y'all. I did my very own eat, pray, love, except COVID version because <laughs> I couldn't really go anywhere like out of the country also because I'm poor but we're not going to get into that but <laughs> I did my very own solo vacation you guys I went to the getaway house if you guys don't know what the getaway house is basically it is they have it all over the United States and it is tiny houses in the middle of nowhere it's basically like glamping you know it's like fancy camping you know you're in the woods you're in the middle of nowhere you have the ability to do all the camping type things but then you also have ac and you have a nice comfortable bed and you have a working shower and a toilet and you have a little kitchenette so you can cook things it's amazing okay because i personally like to camp but I also don't like the bugs and, you know, all the other things that come with camping, like that discomfort when it's too hot and you're not in AC and you have to literally be up in that tent dying of heat. Or if it's too cold and then you're freezing, like I'm not, I'm not here for that. You know, am I bougie? Probably. Okay. <laughs> I enjoy camping, but not the, the, the uncomfortable parts of it. So this was perfect perfect for me. <laughs> and it's in the middle of nowhere. So it's very much like secluded. You have privacy, but you also have, I mean, you have privacy, but also, you know, they're, the, the neighbors are not that far, you know, just in case you died, they would be able to smell your body. I'm just saying. <laughs> but the point is, it was perfect for a woman and now single woman to go and just get some time away from myself. And you guys, let me tell you, this is the first time I would say since the divorce and all the stuff that went down, this is the first time I was able to actually like have time allotted to just be like not to worry about 
studying for the test or what am I going to do? Where am I going to live? What the job, what job am I going to get? How am I going to pay my bills? It was just, or, or like dealing with like my mental and emotional state. It was literally just me taking some time to be alone and to just do whatever I wanted to relax, to disconnect from everybody to just really spend time alone with myself, feeling whatever I'm feeling and just enjoy like worry-free. Like it was, it was really in a true sense of vacation for me because I made sure to not think about any worries or anything and really just be present um, with myself. And you guys, it was the best thing I've ever done. It was the best thing I've done in years. I'm not even exaggerating. I was talking to my best friend and I was telling her that I haven't felt this light and free and happy since my trip to Barbados that I made like the first trip ever. And, you know, when when I was talking about that trip, like the first trip, I went by myself <laughs> and I was with my friends and I felt like I was in college. I was in, I was doing my, gra- my, masters at the time but it was during the summer break so I didn't really have anything going on at that time and it was just a time where I I just was free I was still married at the time but I went on the trip by myself to hang out with my friend and like that feeling of we don't have worries right now and that ability to just completely turn off your brain from responsibility and just be present with the people that you love that kind of like freedom and just mind um this is mindfulness the word um just being present maybe mindfulness is the word i don't know that ability to just be present and thoroughly soak up every moment and enjoy every moment there's nothing like it and you know it's not that i haven't gone on trips since then because i have but on all the trips that i went on there was always some kind of worry in the background Not to mention, I didn't go on any more solo trips, so there's that, (laughs) if you're catching my drift. But, you know, there's always something in the back that kind of dampers the fun of it, you know, and the just the light lightness of it. And so I haven't really felt that, like, freedom since doing this trip almost, what, it's 2021 now, five years later. It's crazy, but I I felt so refreshed, rejuvenated when I left and just, I got so much rest and I'm not just talking about sleep. I'm talking about just like mental rest. It was amazing. And you know, I'm a person, I'm an only child, so I love my own company. (laughs) I really do. I love being alone. That's something that energizes me. I'm also an introvert in that way. So I feel like I'm an introvert extrovert. You know, I can I can be extroverted when necessary, but I love being alone and there's nothing like it. And so being able to just be by myself and spend time doing things that I love, which is reading. I spend so much time reading, y'all. I spend a lot of time reflecting in silence. We're going to come back to that. It was everything I needed, and it's something that I want to do more of, not just like, 
going away to that specific place, but I mentally, I want to be in that place. So yes, y'all, that made me feel all the great ways. It made me feel refreshed. It made me feel happy, joyful, light, free, all those things. And as I said, I, I felt rejuvenated when I like coming back. It wasn't like, I think that's the best part about it too. You know, you know, when you go on a really good trip or yeah, you have a really great time with your friends or something. And then as the time is ending, you're starting to get that like sad feeling. Cause you're like, Oh, it's going to end. And now I got to go back to reality and you start to dread it. I didn't even feel that. I never felt any dread. I just felt like, okay, here we are now and we're going to do this thing. And I felt like I have more of just more motivated, you know, is that crazy? Motivated and excited to just live life and do what I need to do. And so, yeah, here we are. It's officially, what, it's been a week. Yeah. It's been over a week since I've been back, you know, back working my part-time job, back to just regular life for me at this point. And it's been great. And I still feel good. Do I feel rested? Not fully. More on that later. But I think I've turned a corner in terms of my uh, just my, not even just my mood. Cause I feel like mood is something that changes, but my mindset, maybe my, just the way that I feel in a general sense, not that sad times or sad feels don't come, but I just feel lighter, you know, I think that's a good way, a good way to put it. And so, yeah, girl. Yeah, girl. <laughs> See, I'm talking to y'all like I'm talking to my friend. <laughs> that's how comfortable we are right now. <laughs> so yes, that's what made me feel some, some type of way, which I think is perfect. A perfect segue into the topic at hand, which is mental rest, y'all. Rest. Not even just mental rest. Let's call it rest. We're going to talk about rest, specifically mental rest, because of course, this is a podcast about mental health and that's a big part of it. Um, and just the importance of rest. So let's dive in. So uh, I'm a social worker. Y'all should already know that by now. If you're new joining in, I'm a social worker. <laughs> and I will never forget when I went to start my grad program to do my master's. You know, in the like orientation, I remember meeting with some, you know, previous grad students, and they talked a lot about self-care. And I would never forget, we were at this orientation program, and one of the students was like, you hear about self-care all the time. Everything is just self-care, 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 right? And honestly, that was my first time hearing about self-care. And maybe I was just like, not like, I don't know what world I was living in, but I really heard the term self-care for the first time when I started doing my master's, it was not something that was really talked about in my undergrad program, to be honest. And so, of course, we learned that self-care is just a fancy term for, you know, taking care of yourself, doing things that you enjoy, really being able to make sure that you're in a good place, um, 
to do the kind of work that we're doing. Cause what they were telling us in the orientation is, okay, you're going to start your master's. So obviously that's going to be a challenge, but in your internship, as you start getting into the work field, you're going to be working with people who have a lot of hard stuff going on and you're going to need to know how to take care of yourself. You're going to, you, you will have to do that because burnout is almost inevitable, like in our line of work. And, you know, at the time, as I said, I didn't know what it was. I quickly learned, oh, okay, this is what y'all was talking about. <laughs> this is what you're telling me I need. I quickly learned that once I started my internship and just realized how just challenging emotionally and mentally it was, you know? And so, yes, I think that even now in our society, self-care is almost a, what do you call those terms that people just like, it's like a flash, a flash term, a flash word. That's not what I'm, that's not the term I'm trying to use, but it's these words that like people just use and it kind of loses its uh, importance because everybody just uses it. It's all about self-care and, you know, there's a lot of like Instagram pages and books and blogs and uh, videos about taking care of yourself and, you know, the yoga and all of this stuff. And yet there is still also so much coming in and it's like, uh, we still, we still be struggling. You know, you got the calm app. Okay. You got all the things and yet you still have people out here struggling people, including me. Okay. Not taking care of myself, going, 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 going and burning out and feeling exhausted. And y'all, you know, I really didn't even understand like what it meant to have balance honestly until recently again until doing therapy and realizing not only that I'm burned out now but I've been burned out in the past not even fully knowing it not fully recognizing it and just kind of like going with on e and it's just crazy because so many of us do that so many of us run on e and it's like, okay, you know, when you drive your car, I don't know if y'all are like me, but I do this sometimes. I'm not proud of it, but it is what it is <laughs> where you, your, your car battery, your, your gas goes on E, right. And you tell yourself, well, this can still, I still have a good 20 miles with this E, right. And you keep on driving. If you're a risk taker like me, you say, I'm going to get gas tomorrow or tomorrow or the next day. You say, I'll make it. I can make it. It's fine. And you drive on E, right? And hey, it's working for you. You've gotten, you've driven what, 10 miles and you're fine, you know? And almost like the next time it happens, you're like, it's fine. Until it's not. Like until you break down and then you're like, ugh. Hmm, should not have done that. I feel like we do that a lot with ourselves, with our bodies, where we, we've driven on E before, we've continued living life on E, and so we feel like, oh, we got this, like, this is possible, we can do this, and, and then we just do it more, and it is almost like a drug where, okay, the first time you do it, you think, what whatever let's say you use this amount it does the job but the next time you need a little bit more for it to do the same job and you know it's that same kind of principle I feel like where you push yourself you push yourself and you remember that you could do it before 
Um, and so you keep on doing it and then you push yourself more. But at some point, this happens to everyone. I don't care who you are. You will eventually run out of gas in the middle of the road, sometimes in the middle of nowhere where no one can come and help you. Stuck. And let me tell you, that is not a great feeling. That has not happened to me, um, (laughs) specifically speaking with the car, but it's happened to me mentally and emotionally speaking, as we're talking about just kind of running on E until you're so exhausted to the point where you're stuck and you're at the most rock bottom you've ever been. And you're just looking at yourself and you're like, how the heck did I get here? And honestly, that's what happened to me. And that's what's happened to me a lot where I thought I could do it. I thought I could take on everything, take on everybody else's burdens. I was going to say and my own, but I feel like, in all honesty, I wasn't taking on my own burdens and it just became too much. I will never forget recently my therapist said, Dania, you know that you don't have to wait until you get to the point of exhaustion to make some changes. You can make changes before you get there. And I was like, what? (laughs) Are you serious? Like, is that really a thing? (laughs) Honestly, it sounds like such an obvious thing, but like hearing that, I I literally was like, hmm, that is a possibility because I was just so used to going, 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 going and pushing myself, overextending myself, just doing the most unnecessarily. And a lot, of, a lot of times, you know, I was doing the most and I would tell myself, you know, it's because I want to, I, I, I don't want to disappoint this person or that, but it's really because of just, I set up for myself unrealistic expectations and created this whole thing in my head of like, okay, you have to do this because if you don't, then this will happen. And for what? For me to make things 10 times worse because then what happens is, you know, you get stuck, you run out of gas, and then it's a whole lot more inconveniences because then what could have been solved by you just taking the time, taking what? two, five minutes to fill up the gas, keep it moving, is now going to take you waiting probably hours to get help from someone to come and give you the gas, maybe push in the car. You know, it's going to take maybe paying a tow truck. Like, you're, it's costing you so much more. It costs you so much more when you run on E. And that's just something that we don't realize. I didn't realize it. Um, until all this stuff's been going on. And this has just been a time of not only me realizing, okay, I've been running on E and I cannot do this anymore, but also this is this is a habit that we formed. This is what society tells us we need to do. And it's not okay. It's not okay. And Again, society talks about the self-care, but then they capitalize on the self-care, you know, with all the the candles and the bath salts and the diffusers and essential oils. But that's not really self-care. Or maybe it is. You know what? Let me not say that. I think that's that is just a one portion of it. Self-care, 
I think has a lot to do with rest. And I'm talking physical rest and emotional and mental rest. Because, you know, if you don't get that, you can't recharge. Like those are the things that allow you to recharge. Those, that's the gas. That is the gas that you need to keep on going. If you have an electric car, that is, what is the thing for electric cars? The power, the battery. (laughs) I actually don't know this. That's how poor I am, (laughs) y'all. What do y'all put in electric vehicles? Let me know in the comment below, in the comments below. I always wanted to say that, by the way. I always (laughs) joke with my friends about leave it in the comments below as if like our lives are YouTube videos, knowing that like it's not. (laughs) Here we are. Sorry, I'm digressing. Anyways, (laughs) that's the gas that you need right? And rest can come in a lot of different forms, you know, mental rest at least. And so the physical rest, yes, like young, we need sleep. And it's actually crazy how little sleep we get. It's really, really sad. We get so little sleep, so little restful sleep, because again, it's just, we're in a society of just, I feel like constant worries, you know, everything is about the money and it just worries about everything. You can never go like, I, I don't know if I know any of my peers, any of my friends, any of anyone who can just go to sleep and not worry about anything and not, can legitimately say that they have had a good night's rest. I feel like it's just not common anymore because our brains are just packed with we got to do this. We got to do this. And tomorrow we got to do this. And it's just all these worries. So when are we even... Uh, able to get that physical rest y'all like literally when then again mental rest you know you have your jobs which if you're just basically a regular person your jobs are probably stressful then you know you come home depending on what's going on in your life that might be another point of stress and then you go on social media which you know I used to think social media was a form of just relaxing. I'm just going to scroll. But social media has become the complete opposite of that, I think, especially for me, where it it just feels like I'm bombarded just with information and things and my brain just like can't handle it. And there's so many times even now when I look like I will go on Instagram and start scrolling and then I'm just like, oh, like I hate, like I feel drained. I don't like that, you know? And I just feel like there's just so many things that prevent us from the rest. And so you, I, I think that we're fooled into thinking, okay, no, but we get rest. Like we go to bed, we, we sleep in the nights, you know, we, we take breaks, but are you really taking breaks? Are you really resting? It's a question I had to ask myself and it's a question I'm asking y'all, like, how are you able to rest? When was the last time you got real rest? When was the last time you felt rested? Let me know in the comments below. (laughs) I'm sorry if that's getting annoying. (laughs) Will I stop? Probably not. Okay. Anyways, (laughs) Um, as I said, y'all going, being able to go away, you know, being able to go to the tiny house in the middle of nowhere, no Wi-Fi. It was the first time I felt rested. And the reason is because 
I made the conscious decision to not have my phone, like not look at my phone, like not, you know, you, you don't have Wi-Fi, but I have data. So I still was getting notifications and stuff. And I was like, how can I turn off my notifications? Maybe an old lady. I don't know how to do that yet. So um, if you have an iPhone, is there a way to turn off your notifications 100%? Let me know in the comments below. <laughs> I'm so corny. I'm sorry, guys. Um, or I'm not. It is what it is. So anyway, I didn't know how to do that. But I said to myself, the phone's on do not disturb, first of all. So there's that. But second of all, I'm not checking my email. I'm not looking at any of the notifications. I'm just not even going to look at my phone. Like, put that away. I don't want it. And actually, at the tiny home, they had um, a lockbox for your cell phone, which I thought was great. Um, I didn't actually put my phone in there, come to think of it. But I never looked at my phone. And honestly... I thought it would be harder than I thought, but it was not. I didn't miss it. Like, it was not a hard thing to not look at my phone. I, at the whole time, I talked to my friends and my parents a few times, and that's it. And that was kind of like in the evening time, you know, kind of like I'm winding down. But like, all day, it was just me by myself in the house reading looking out the window because if y'all saw the pictures oh it's so beautiful um it's it's just a big window looking on the outside and the bed's right there waking up to that just in silence it was just amazing y'all but the point is not looking at my phone and telling myself okay I'm just not going to even look at the screen like I'm not it was so much easier than I thought and it was I didn't realize like how much of a burden that was and it's just crazy to think that this thing like we literally there was a time when we never had this at least if you're a millennial like me you you if you're a millennial or older like me you understand that there was a time when we never had our phones like with us all the time there was a time when we were able to function without it. There was a time when we had to go to a physical computer to look at our email. We had to go to a physical computer to look at even Facebook. Like we never had, we never had free internet. Are you kidding me? No, we had to go on the actual computer, which we can't carry that around with us all the time. Like there were times that we didn't do that all the time. And now we have a literal device that has everything on it all the time. It's too much, y'all. It's too much. Anyways, being able to disconnect from social media and just from the phone in general to me was so necessary. And it was so great. And I just realized, man, like how lighter I feel, you know? And I think that's important, just kind of disconnecting from just the constant everything that's coming at you. You know, that's a form of getting good mental rest, okay? Taking breaks, y'all. Going outside. Going outside in the nature, okay? <laughs> For me, you know what? Actually, every day that I was at the tiny house, it rained every single day, except the last day that I was there, which was kind of sad and depressing. But I stayed inside the house. So I stayed inside the house every day. Uh, but because I had the window, you know, again, I was able to enjoy nature while also being comfortable. <laughs> and just even being able to do that was amazing. Oh my gosh, I can't even tell you. 
if you've ever like been able to disconnect like that, y'all know what I'm talking about. Another part of the rest is silence, stillness. You guys, if you're like, I don't know, let me know if you're like me. I always have to have something in the background. My There's never silence. It's crazy too. And it's really sad because I used to be somebody who loved silence. Again, I'm an only child. I used to be at my house reading and I loved, I loved silence. But as I got older, it became deafening for me and it was just too much. What I realized later on is for me, silence equals being alone with my thoughts and sometimes having to confront the things I'm trying to run away from. And those things are really hard and things that I don't want to confront. And so it, it just became distractions. It just became, okay, we're washing the dishes. We're watching the show. We're doing any kind of chores. We're listening to music. We're listening to podcasts. Oh my gosh. When podcasts, when I started getting into podcasts, I was like, ah, the heavens open up. Like, what is this? I get to listen to people talk about things that I actually am interested in. Like, this is amazing. And it's an hour and a half long, two hours long sometimes. I'd be like, wow, this is amazing. It was another thing just to take up my time. I'm I'm doing anything that I'm doing. Down to showering, you guys. I'm listening to a podcast. I'm listening to music. I'm watching videos. Oh my gosh, you guys. It was a problem. There was a time... And when I was in my old house, we had like, it was like a glass shower. It wasn't really glass, but it was, what do you call it? Like see-through kind of. So I was able to put like my iPad, like on the outside of the shower. And like, I could watch it while I was showering is the point. And y'all, I would do that. I would literally be, be in this shower watching shows while I'm showering. Is that crazy? Comment below if you do that too. <laughs> no, but seriously, guys, do y'all do that? I remember I was talking to my best friend about this too. And she said, girl, same, like I do that. I read in the shower. I, I'm always listening to something. And when we were having this conversation, I was like, wow. So are you telling me this is the norm now where pretty much everybody is always doing something down to the time I'm taking a shower, brushing my teeth, washing my face. I have to have something here. Again, it's just constant bombarding of information and stuff. You're not resting. You can't rest like that. And so when I realized that, I was like, this is a problem. And when I went to the tiny house again, I said, you know what? I am going to cook in silence. Maybe I'll even eat and do nothing. You know, I'm going to shower in silence. I'm going to just do uh, basic things without noise. And I'm telling you guys, again, life-changing. It was, it was great. It was amazing. Um, those are the ways that we can get rest. And, you know, there are other ways to get rest. Doing things that you enjoy. I think can be restful, you know, things that like reading, because these are things that are filling you, you know, you're able to take a break from all of that and just focus on one thing. I think mindfulness, uh, I brought that up earlier in the episode, I think, but 
being able to just be present and mindful in one activity, there's nothing like it. And it's crazy that we're even in a place in our world where we're talking about doing an activity and having 100% focus on us because of the fact, again, are you ever really fully focused on anything? Even when you're watching TV, are you on your phone scrolling as you're watching TV during the commercials or during the show? You know, are you able to fully focus on anything? Are you talking to somebody, but you're also texting? Are you also scrolling? Like, we don't do that these days. So we just spend so much time, I feel like, again, with noise, constant, constant noise, and we're not mindful enough on different activities. You know, I really did want to spend some time in the actual nature on my trip. But again, it was raining. But, you know, spending time in nature, y'all, doing things that really allow you to rest, to just chill, to focus on one thing at a time, conversations with people one-on-one where you're not your phones aren't there. It's just, I I think it's just really sad that we have to specify, hey, can you put your phone down? Or we're going to have this dinner and have our phones over there. Why do we have to do that? Because back in the day, we didn't have to do all that. And I mean, it's just a sad situation. This is where we're at, but you know what? Here we are. And so now what are you going to do about it? What are we going to do about it? After I came back from the, well, when I went to the tiny house and just having that experience of shutting off and being able to really self-reflect, what I realized is I want to be able to implement these things like in my everyday life. Like I want to, I don't want to have to feel like I have to go on vacation to feel rested. I don't want to have to go somewhere because first of all, y'all, we broke. We ain't got no money. So we can't be doing that. But second of all, I can no, I cannot continue running on E for months and months and months until I can get some rest. We can that's just not a feasible way of living. It's not realistic. And where I'm at in my life is enough for me. So I was really thinking, okay, what can I do? How can I really have actual rest? Um, just on a regular basis. And so what I came up with is honestly taking the weekends to turn off, turn off the phone, turn off the, not go on social media, just actually disconnect like legitimately. Um, And because I did it in the tiny house and realized how easy it was to do it, I'm like, this should be a no-brainer. It should be easy. So that's definitely one thing I want to start doing as well as just not have the phone on like looking at the phone before bed you know there's definitely been studies that have talked about the screen what it does to your eyes and your sleep y'all so that's definitely something I'm trying to implement like at least 30 minutes before bed not looking at my phone putting it away reading doing something that really just wind down and of course the last thing is silence enjoying silence in certain activities you know because Again, that's how my brain can sort through my feelings. I think also going through therapy and sorting out my feelings there is has helped me to not be so afraid of my feelings and afraid of what's going on in there. And, you know, I really hope that someone listening can realize or just think, think to yourself, why do you have so much noise in your head? Why are you so busy? Why are there constant distractions? What 
not why they constant. Well, yeah, why are there constant distractions? And if you realize it is a lot of distractions from your reality, from the thoughts in your head, from the problems you're running away from, then maybe you need help. Maybe you need to get some therapy. Maybe you really need to take some time to work on yourself. You know, maybe that's a sign that you have to shut off, have boundaries. If you all follow me, you also saw that I have been reading um, my book on boundaries and uh, that book has been life-changing for me. It really has. And I'll probably talk more about it in another podcast, like maybe specifically about that, but it has been life-changing because I feel like the way I'm going to live my life now is going to be so different. So, but anyways, we're not going to get into all that, but the point is look within y'all and really ask yourself, is this working for me? The answer is probably going to be no. And then figure out how to make the changes. I'm just, you know, I'm just sharing with y'all my personal experience and hopefully being able to help somebody else because that's the whole purpose of this podcast. So yeah, y'all get rest. Okay. We got to really legitimately take care of ourselves. It's kind of all over the place, but I hope y'all are following. (laughs) Anyway, leading into what God has taught me actually has a lot to do with um, something I said earlier. You know, as I said, I've been able to spend a lot more time in silence and stillness and it's not only been great just for my emotional and mental health, but also for my spiritual health. And, you know, I've said a couple of podcast episodes ago that I'm now searching for a job. I'm in that transition phase, another transition again, in a place where, you know, I'm looking for work and I'm really trying to figure out where I want to settle and what I want to do moving forward. And this is definitely something that I want God's guidance on because I don't want, I'm at a place where I can live my life for myself and I can also, and I also want God to use me. And so, yeah, I really want to be intentional just about this next phase in my life. And I've been praying a lot about that and I do feel like I've gotten a lot closer with God. But And one thing, and one thing that I've learned is in order for me to hear him, I have to be in some stillness. If I'm, again, bombarding my head with noise, how can I hear when God is talking to me? How can I know when he's trying to send me a message, when he's trying to let me know? You know, that's something that really does interfere with our spiritual walk as well. We almost get uncomfortable with silence and stillness. And that kind of leads to getting uncomfortable with waiting and hearing God talk, hearing God speak to us. And so again, that's definitely something that I want to implement in my spiritual life. And I think I've started doing this, but I want to continue doing where, you know, yes, I pray, I read the Bible, but I also am still so I can hear know so 
That's what God has been teaching me. I think reiterating to me because it's something again that I feel like I've known, but forgotten. And now I'm just, I want to just live a life of intentionality and I need to make changes if I'm going to do that. I have to really, I have to make, I have to take specific steps. So that's what God has taught me. So that is the end of our episode, y'all. I hope it's something that resonates with you. Hope you know you're not alone. We're all in this struggle, but we can also hold each other accountable and implement that time for ourselves, y'all. And here's the thing too. Again, you know, all the things that you want to do that you feel like you don't have enough time doing, guess what? If you take time to rest, to chill, to self-care it up, you will have more energy, more juice, more gas to do the things that you want to do, to help the people you want to help, to be the best version of yourself. Like you cannot be the best version of yourself without filling it yourself up with whatever it is you need to fill your cup. And so I just encourage y'all to take the time to take care of yourself and we're in this together. If y'all need an accountability partner, here I am now. (laughs) Alrighty, that's it for this week's episode. Until next week, bye.